is Digital Marketer. This week, it's Monica Cravata from WP Engine. Hello, and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely, and in today's episode, I sat down with Monica Cravata. She's the VP of Marketing at WP Engine, and we talked all about their feature film, Makeshift. You can check out the trailer and some clips at makeshift.film. It's a fascinating look at the digital marketing industry from its inception. And in our conversation today, we talk about what story they're really telling and also why and how they're telling it now. I loved this interview and I think you will too. Here it is. Hello, Monica. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you and I'm really excited to talk about Makeshift. Yes, let's talk about Makeshift. I kind of just want to start before we get into any questions or whatever, whatever. I just want to know in your own words, what is Makeshift? So Makeshift is a documentary film produced by WP Engine. Specifically was the blood, sweat, and tears of Mary Ellen Dugan, David Fossis, and Carly Thompson, the three executive producers from the WP Engine Marketing. And it really is a film capturing the history from the most creative people in the world who were building digital experiences from the early days until now. Yeah, it's it's so incredible too. Like just watching it, I felt riveted the entire time. I mean, imagine an episode of Mad Men. <laughs> that was me <laughs> the whole time. So the film kind of, you know, explores the marketing industry and the advancement of technology. So could you give our listener a brief rundown of kind of the major landmarks that the film takes us through? Yeah, sure. So it's a bit of a journey and it's very nostalgic for me also going back to weird early days of the dial-up modem and and the crazy chat rooms <laughs> in the 90s to like late 90s, early 2000, where agencies are really just trying to convince clients that they need a website in addition to doing TV and print. You know, those early days where websites were basically brochureware and <laughs> the first advertising of its kind in those days were, were banner ads. And then it progresses into the 2000s with some early kind of vignettes on early digital marketing and engagement tactics, the subservient chicken, which <laughs> everyone remembers because it was so unique and creative and such a great example of the kind of early viral play. And that was, of course, at Burger King and was with the agency Crispin Porter Boguski. Another sort of mid-2000s example along the journey of, of tech and the internet was early interactive video and just how YouTube sort of changed everything. And there's a great story. It was Fura, I always struggle with her last name, Fura Johannes Doter. She's now the chief design officer of Huge. But this was back when she was at RGA and it was something they did for Nike so this was a dance with Rihanna and it was built originally just as like a clever thing on their site where a person could come in and click on the dance moves and learn it. 
And what they didn't expect was that people were going to go do their own videos on YouTube and share it out of them doing the dance. Hmm. And so it, it was very organic and unexpected and was a happy accident of bringing people back to nikewomen.com. So both the crazy chicken, subservient chicken, and the, the dance with Rihanna are like some of those early examples that just got people feeling that wow factor mm-hmm. of the internet and what you could do with it to engage people and get their attention. And sort of that to me was sort of the birth of thinking about user-generated content as a great way to market. And then it moves into like the late 2000, 2009, I think we were remembering for the iPhone. And then pulls you through towards the last part of the film is everything that is experimental and current now with AR, VR, Internet of Things, new experiments that agencies are doing that are super innovative. And setting the stage with storytelling of anticipation of what's next. Hmm. What else might we create and do and build and experience. Yeah, I love that. It it leaves this open question for the viewer, kind of like, what are the possibilities that you can imagine? It it ends on, it's not a a period, you know, it's an ellipses. And I really loved that about the ending of the film. So a a huge part of it and what you're talking about now is this idea of interactive advertising that all started with the subservient chicken, which like with what I know now, of course it works. Of course it works, (laughs) but would have seemed so insane to me at the time. How have you seen this evolve over the years? You know, it's been so fascinating to watch and observe. And then also now I have two Gen Z daughters how digital is playing out in their lives. But it seems like now, and Gen Z is like perfectly embraced this and views this as truth. Like consumers are the star. They're the star. And they can create their own brand and they're the star of their own experience. And so from the marketer's side, it's now this really challenging game of creating these customized experiences where we're anticipating someone's needs and being able to play to that. Anecdotally, WP Engine, in addition to producing this documentary, we do a fair amount of research of our own. And we've got a study that we do on Gen Z that we refresh annually. And so we've learned all kinds of interesting tidbits about what they expect from digital experiences. Mm-hmm. and how that differs from other generations, but they absolutely expect to be known when they go to a site and and receive information that kind of reflects them. It's super interesting to think about how marketing is going to continue to evolve with that being their truth. Yeah. Just to go on a little tangent here, I find that so interesting because in the film, you kind of went into a little part about data. And about, you know, everyone was so scared of the data and how no one really understands how they're using it, but it's being used. And, you know, it's kind of the same just with digital advertising when when you want your targeting to be really, really well done, but then people get a little creeped out <laughs> by if it's too good. But then people get really angry if it's if it has nothing to do with you. So that line that marketers have to toe between like 
knowing too much about you, but also responding to your, you know, anticipating your needs. That was a great way to put it. That's really difficult. It's very challenging to find that, that perfect line where you're not being creepy, but you're delighting someone with exactly what they were looking for or needing or what they would find most useful or entertaining. Mm -hmm. But what we're seeing is that the next generation is more than happy to share data and they are assuming that it's safe and secure. So that puts a different kind of pressure on on brands and, and companies also is making sure like they're creating those personalized experiences and then they've got the right stuff on the back end to protect it. Right, right. Another example I liked from the movie was Spotify's Yearly Wrapped, which me and my friends freaking love the the end of the year thing. And that's, it ties together what you were saying before, how it's all about the customer, how the Spotify end of year wrapped is about you, which makes it more interesting. And so, you know, in a way it's almost user generated content because you generated all that data yourself and they're just giving it back to you. Yeah. That is a perfect example. And people love that because they're, you know, it's like, thank you. This is everything I care about and want to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to know about themselves. They just love themselves. Mm-hmm. I love me. <laughs> well, it's a big collective narcissism that, that I don't know, maybe it's the new survival path. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of narcissism, <laughs> social media, right. social media is kind of this interactive engine of advertising that we're talking about. So what are your thoughts on how platforms like Instagram, especially TikTok, Snapchat, how are they revolutionizing things? I think social media in general is intimidating for marketers because just the nature of what it is designed to do, like socialize. Mm-hmm. And then you, you can very unintentionally harm your brand if you don't do it right. You think about these new platforms, Snapchat, you've got like your message is there and then it's going to disappear in 24 hours. And TikTok, you've got to be so creative and so clever that you are capturing your message in 60 seconds or less, right? But I think what makes it intimidating for marketers is that you you cannot come in and just force a product onto people or it could really hurt your business. It's just not the place to do it. And so you have to be authentic. You have to be true to your brand. You have to be interesting or entertaining. But ultimately, you have to join the conversation. You can't you can't force it. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. So it's, yeah. it's challenging. It requires a new level of creativity. Yeah, and that's such a good point too. One of the things I noticed, I'm sure everyone who watches notices this. <laughs> there are really big names and really big, exciting agencies who have done incredible things. David Michelle Davies, he's the CEO of the Webby Awards, Nick Law from Apple, <laughs> the entire team at Droga5 and AdAge just named them the agency of the decade, which is huge. Did you find that there were any common threads in the way that these hugely influential people think? It was a privilege to have all of them be part of the film for sure. It was very, very exciting. And just to hear their their points of view, I would say that it was interesting mix with the people that you just named. And we like to refer to David as DMD. So young and ahead of his game on the technology side with the Webbies. 
and Nick Law with Apple, who had a really long history in the ad world before going over to corporate tech. These guys in particular, and of course, Droga, but they've got sort of a narrative approach and contribution to the makeshift film because they have such great historical knowledge. But I would say the founders overall, the common thread is really fearlessness. Hmm. And my, my observation was that they were just powerful risk takers, which every entrepreneur has to be really, whether you're in advertising or not. But they had this fearlessness on the creative side of pushing the envelope, taking risks, trying things that no one else had. And for them, like as they made that decision to go out on their own and embracing digital and identifying opportunities and things to go after, I think my other observation is that they all had the, a growth mindset, mm-hmm. which has become this possible term recently, but I don't know necessarily that it was when they were making their brave moves. But if you're not familiar with it, it's it's essentially embracing failure and finding that the positive growth opportunity of trying new things, failing, learning, trying something else. And so that that to me would be sort of the common thread that I observed. It's so funny because I get to interview a lot of entrepreneurs and that like that risk is kind of the biggest common thread I've found in my own interviews. So I I feel like it just makes so much sense, especially when you think of people who have revolutionized this industry, it's going to be the people who are doing things that are scary and that are making pivots and changes that people, you know, your everyday average person is going to be a little afraid of. And I think that's a huge, huge piece of what we're learning right now in this day and age, in this time, post-pandemic, I guess not post, but like post, it's like, it's happening. It's here. I totally agree with you. You're right. Yeah. It's like we had these people who had the choice to go forward or try to hold, hold on to what was. And so much in the film is about the people who aren't holding on to, to print or to TV. I just, yeah, that was huge for me. It was very energizing. We've gotten such great feedback from cast members who have shared it with their agency and others that it's, it's energizing and makes them want to create more. It's like a a reminder of that, that impetus, that risk-taking, that bravery that's required when you've got a great idea which, which when you think about it, like everybody has great ideas and it's the bravery of just stepping out and making it happen and then having the grit to keep going and keep going and keep going until you, until you manifest. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. We're in the middle of it right now. I think a lot of people hold up and it's becoming a new creative renaissance, I think, yeah. in 2020. Totally. We could never have planned it. Like we... We were done with production mid-2019, I guess it was August, and then editing up until the, the spring of this year. But we could never have predicted what we're all living through right now. But it feels uncannily apropos in the this all digital, all the time, like no matter what business you're in, 
that everyone's having to be innovative and take risks and try new things to engage with their audience. Mm-hmm. So unplanned, but we find that the the film might have new life and new audience as more people are trying to figure out their next creative move. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Yeah, yeah. Well, this just goes perfectly into my next question. Talking about taking those risks, the, the film itself is meta. It's a digital experience about creating digital experiences. And I'm sure it was so easy to just go to the higher ups at WP Engine and say, hey, we want to make a feature length film. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So what was your goal going into its creation and, and how'd you pitch it? So I myself, I'm, I feel like I'm a spokesperson for the people who actually pitched it, who aren't at WP Engine anymore. So I wasn't in the room when it happened, as they, they say. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I can say that I do know from being part of the team that launched it, and we're working a lot on this, on the launch and what we're going to do with it next is that the goal was really to produce an, an owned media asset for WP Engine in which we, we are capturing something that both we care about deeply for our business in enabling digital experiences and all of our customers care about. It's it's like this un- a place to come together and unite in something that w- we care about collectively. Capture that history and really get get all of that expressed in a story of where digital experiences have been and where they're going in the future. And then as it turns out, it it becomes a really great marketing asset and it's a door opener for us to engage with all the great agencies and brands that we are currently working with and want to work with more or people that don't know us. Yeah, that's awesome. And what a way to, yeah, get get your foot in the door with some of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great conversation starter because it's it's of interest to us collectively and we're not we're not selling. We're just we're we're talking about exciting, like the conversation you and I just had a minute ago. Is it's like exciting and creative and innovative. And what are we going to do next? Mm-hmm. And it goes along exactly with what you were saying before about when we were talking about social media, it's joining the conversation. It's just being a part of it. You're not just like a, a random brand saying, <laughs> hey, you guys want to talk about the history of the internet? It's like you're having this conversation with people. And that's incredible. I think that maybe what we were all somewhat weary of with the internet is the massive amount of marketing that comes towards us and so much like information overload that we're moving to a place where, again, I was, I was couching it in Gen Z, but it's really Gen everybody 
now, especially with COVID, that we do want things parsed and curated and we only want to have the conversations and the connections and the information that's relevant because otherwise it's just cognitive overload. Mm -hmm. So I think there's less tolerance in general for just straight up product promotion. Yeah. That can come later when we say, oh, and by the way, we can help you power these exciting, innovative digital experiences and help you with developer tools or the other things that WP Engine does that kind of help help somebody with this creative result. So this was released digitally, obviously, and we talked about that. There was no special premiere. It all happened during lockdown. Why was it important to get it out when you got it out? And did you have to pivot at all during the release? We had grand plans for the spring of 2020, <laughs> but we were <laughs> laughing, didn't we all? <laughs> right. <laughs> didn't, didn't we all? So from film festivals to big parties to doing viewing sessions with, with all the agencies and the cast, we, we had grand plans. But I will say what we succeeded to do that is a very precious memory for us is we had a premiere party for the cast and crew in New York City in late February, which is officially the last trip that I've personally taken. Wow. And so that was wonderful. And it was it was a great sort of celebration of of getting getting it out. And of course, the cast, there were some powerful people. And so that was great to get everybody in one room. So to be honest, when COVID went down, we we didn't know what to do. It was a really tough time for all businesses and especially agencies. And we wanted to be very respectful of that and try to find the right timing to share it. Everybody's online, everybody's stuck at home. Like we're all finding new ways to be entertained. Like maybe another like a movie and a documentary is perfect entertainment right now. Yeah. But so we ended up deciding that we were gonna go ahead and move forward and release it digitally in May. And we had a great partner with Ad Age and Josh Golden and they were a great part of the launch to get it out publicly. They interviewed Mary Ellen Dugan and a couple people from the cast. I think I've mentioned Fira previously, the chief design officer at Huge and Glenn Cole, the founder of 72 and Sunny. And so that that was great. And now actually we had so much great creative material that we had prepped for the cast and crew from clips that were personal to them and they're part of the film design, social ads. And so everyone in the cast and crew this summer was absolutely delighted to share it with their agency and their network. And there, there was a lot of sharing. We've had thousands of views of the film. We've actually had, I think I was just learning this today where we were at to date, we have 51 million impressions of the trailers, the shorts, the clips. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I, I think it's, it's taken more hold than maybe we might have even expected, but we have decided that we want to make it more broadly available. And so we're, we're partnering with a distributor, which... Unfortunately, I can't announce just yet because we're we're still working out final details of that. 
Mm-hmm. But we will be releasing it with the distributor partner in the spring of 21. That's awesome. Yeah. So maybe coming to some kind of larger screen near someone. <laughs> TBD. There, TBA. T- yes, there, there will be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there will be new ways to watch Makeshift next year. That's super cool. That's really exciting. Yeah. How big was the project itself? Like how many people worked on it? How how long did it take? What was the editing like? What was this process like? So the team are the brand team at WP Engine that just spearheaded this and made all the magic. It was early 2018 where they were formulating their ideas and narrowing down what they wanted to do and determining a partner to actually do the the filmmaking and pitching to the WP Engine executives to get the buy-in and sold it in successfully. Yay. And then it was from January until March of 2019, kind of had the, the wish list of participants of, of cast members and reaching out to all of them to share what we were doing and invite their participation and kind of really hone in on defining the content and the sort of the line of questioning and where they were going to direct those interviews and conversations. And then the filming was April through August of last year, and then editing all the way up until this spring of 2020. And there were 41 people interviewed from 25 different companies. It was a mix of agencies. I would say mostly agencies, but also the Webby Awards and some people from agencies that are now at Brands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was sort of the, the timeline and the number of people involved. A, a really nice group of people. Yeah, sounds incredible. And like so many people, <laughs> our video team is three people strong. So <laughs> I can't imagine you know, having to work with, with so many different moving parts. And, you know, just as I come from an event planning background, so like planning all the interviews and all the production, like, whoo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It definitely took some masterful planning and organization and execution from Carly Thompson, who was really our, our, brand manager, superstar on the project. Yeah. She sounds absolutely amazing. She is. (laughs) As far as the planning part of something like this, you know, was it the interviews that informed the content of the film or did the content of the film inform the interviews, which kind of a chicken or egg question. So the team was concepting and choosing the direction formulating their ideas, which was basically, let's tell a story. Let's tell a story of the history of the internet with sort of tentpole vignettes of examples of interesting creative things that have happened along the way, breakthroughs that people made, things that people discovered, and set the stage for what's next. And my sense of it is through the process And over the course of interviewing, of course, beautiful stories unfold that are unexpected that will 
drive the story a little bit more in one direction or the other. Not to put you on the spot, but do you have any examples of when that happened? One of my favorite stories is it was basically from the guys at Havas who were helping their client TD Ameritrade to gain credibility on their their knowledge and expertise on blockchain. Do you remember that one? Uh, yeah, I remember that one. I remember I super did not get it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that you use the words didn't get it because they were using the thing itself to show that Ameritrade got it. So they were they were basically creating an ad within the blockchain itself. That's so it's so cool and like so above my brain. I know. I, I know nothing about Bitcoin. Genius. <laughs> right? Because they're they're basically going in just digitally where there's kind of a, like a check ledger of sorts at where somebody is making a Bitcoin transaction and they made an ad out of Bitcoin transactions. So I thought that was really cool and it's just such a uh, creative story. And that it was all done for $23. Yeah, that in itself is like... <laughs> right? That's enough, yeah. That, that to me is the other like edgy part of the world right now where there's so much that you can do creatively and not spend a million dollars. Especially that example. I love that you use that example because it goes back to kind of what we were talking about where you're joining the conversation that people are already having. You're not coming in like... Bitcoin is cool, kids. It's like they're talking to the exact right people. Like I shouldn't have gotten that. There's no reason for me to have gotten it. And that's cool with me. But the people it was for, it was perfect for. Yeah. Well, how was overall? I mean, I know, you know, you said 51 million impressions on the trailer. That's incredible. How how was the film received? I know there are some award nominations. We have won the Hermes Creative Award, the Platinum, which is the highest. Oh, wow. Go team, go team. And we were an excellence winner for the Videographer Awards. And we're waiting to hear about an award with the drum. That's absolutely awesome. Yes, yes. So I think it was well-received and... As I mentioned, we, we've had millions of impressions and thousands have watched the movie in its entirety. And I think we did get just lovely, lovely feedback from cast members who were so happy to have the stories told and excited to be able to share with their teams. You know, awards are awesome. Awards are awesome. But it, it does feel so awesome to have so many hugely influential people be proud of being a part of something like that's just, that's got to feel really, really cool. It's great. It's great to have such a very unique owned media asset as a, a tech company too. And to know that as marketers, we've got something that's different. Well, Monica, we're getting to the, you know, the top of the hour. And I do have one more question. It's a question we ask all of our first time guests. But first, where can people find out more about Makeshift, more about WP Engine, and more about you? Well, anyone that wanted to learn more about Makeshift, they can go to makeshift.film and they'll see the synopsis and find out about the cast and crew. 
and can watch some pretty cool shorts and then get all excited about the new release that we'll have with distributor to be announced next spring. For WP Engine, you can check us out at WPEngine.com. And to learn more about me, I would say LinkedIn would probably be a great spot for just a little background on me. Yeah, cool. So last question, it's kind of a surprise. Sorry if it shocks you. Monica, if you could go back in time and tell yourself, young you, before you started on this journey with WP Engine and, you know, maybe at the start of your career, if you could tell that Monica anything at all, knowing what you know now, what would you tell her and why? I would say for me personally, I have taken a number of risks in the course of my career to to be brave, like pursue leadership in the field of tech, which is fairly male dominated. And I know it, it's a common feeling when you are in the minority of something to feel like an imposter. And I, you know, I think I would say to my younger self to to face the fear and do it anyway and maybe have taken even more risks sooner. There's, I don't know if you've read this or heard about it, but women, this was a study done, I think by the HR group at IBM, when they were looking into the differences between men and women pursuing leadership and trying to understand the trends so that they could get more women in leadership. Hmm. They saw that the trend was looking at a job description for the next opportunity or the next level that women would only pursue it if they met between 80 and 100% of the qualifications and men would would pursue it if they met 50%. So (laughs) sobering, right? That there is a little bit of a fake it till you make it and it's perfectly acceptable to not know everything. It's it's actually okay. And it's perfectly okay to learn some things on the job and to be forthright about the fact that you're learning something new. But more, most importantly, just to, to not feel like you have to know it all before you take that risk and try something new and go for it. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. A little bit of wisdom. See, I just got my mentor session with you. Okay. <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, this was absolutely awesome. I loved just hearing all the behind the scenes about makeshift and also just hearing from you and, and all your, all your smarts. Oh, well, thank you so much for the invitation. Hopefully some people that haven't seen makeshift will check it out and find some inspiration in it. Yeah, I think they absolutely will. We all go check it out. It's as someone who has watched it, I can tell you it's a it's a good way to spend an hour and 15 minutes. It's really, really good and super interesting. And it'll give you so much inspiration just from like a marketing perspective. There's so many things that I was like, oh, got to tell our marketing team this or, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so yeah, Monica, WP Engine, thank you guys so much for your time today. And to our listener, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. And we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Thank you.
Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.